Well, I thank you for your grace. I hope uh, you feel with me the heart of God in this and all that's going on. I wanna turn now to where the series we're in that we've called it Velcro and kind of what will stick. This idea that with Velcro it sticks. In fact, I brought this with me. Many of you know these kind of little, these games and toys. I actually thought about throwing it out, but I realized there's no one to throw it back. So I'm not going to, I'll just pretend. The reason we called it Velcro is because Velcro itself does stick to things. And, and really Velcro gives a kind of modern image of the scriptural word of remember. Because when God calls his people to remember, what he's saying is look back at what you've seen, but not just look back and remember it, let it stick to you and carry it forward. And so what we're doing in this series is looking in the midst of all that's going on around us. And we're saying, God, how do you help this stick to us? What we're learning, what we're growing in, that we would walk differently, that we would let it be like Velcro staying to us. So let me give you an image of this as it relates even historically. And this isn't an image from the church, but uh, of my grandparents, uh, the, the set that were, uh, that, that were the oldest in terms of when they were born, my, my grandfather was born in 1890. That literally means that he actually lived through the big flu, the horrible things in, in 1918. He actually lived through the Russian, uh, well, just things in Russia and came over to America from it. But he also lived through the Great Depression. And one of the things I remember about my grandparents is because they lived through that, something stuck on them of how they managed money differently the rest of their lives. What they learned in that season, they carried with them and it helped them through the rest of life. I give you that picture because that's what we're hoping to do in this series is help you let things stick. Not that we're past them, but in the midst of them, asking God what he wants to do. And so we're gonna look at a very short passage, but hopefully get some handles to this for the trials that we're going through right now. This is what James says in his letter to the early church. Now, we're not positive, but we believe James is the brother of Jesus. There are different speculations about which James it is, but we're pretty certain that's who it is. This is what he writes. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Now, I'm not asking you to be happy, but I'm asking you to frame differently the struggles you go through that we all face trials of many kinds. I was reminded of that as I read a story of a young teacher working in a kindergarten class in Texas. The young boy that she was helping in this particular moment wanted to put on his cowboy boots to go out to recess. She began to help him get them on and they were very difficult to get on. She was pushing and he was pulling. They were working a long time at it. Finally, they got on and just as they're on and he steps up, he says, they're on the wrong feet. So she, in frustration, knowing, oh, I can't believe I have to do this again, starts to help him take them off. And guess what? It was just as difficult taking them off. But as she gets them off all the way and finally gets them off, she moves them around and then helps them on the right feet and goes through the whole process again with them putting them on. As they get them on just after they're done, he looks at her and says, these aren't my boots. Now, how would you feel in that moment? the wrong boots, you've got to be kidding me. She holds everything in she can. I can't believe I have to deal with this again. And she takes them again and helps him get them off. The same process again. And as she gets the second one off, just as it's off, he turns and says, they're my brothers. My mom lets me wear them. She now again. Can you imagine what she wants to say? Can you picture just a small moment, but this moment of perseverance. She can't believe she's going through this. She puts them all the way on again with him and all the way through it, gets his coat on and says, where are your mittens? He says, oh, they're in the toes of my boots. 
You're getting a picture of, I know it's, it's silly and it's a moment, but moment after moment after moment, it creates a pattern of struggle we go through. I wonder what kind of trials you're going through right now. I would even invite you in the chats, whether on Facebook Live or whether on our stream on our site, that you would write in the chat some of the struggles you're going through, what you're comfortable sharing at this moment, what things are kind of impacting you right now, what are the trials of many kinds, because James is being brought in this to help us understand there's lots of things we go through, lots of struggles we have. I, I was thinking about the trials that I've heard from many of you, you know, for every family that has kids in school age, you're having to do school from home. That is its own trial. For all of us, or most of us, you're working from home, and especially if you're raising a family, that even has added nuances of being together. Or how your home is set up. Do you even have the facility to work from home, and what does that look like? I think of many of you living just in isolation, that we all are kind of getting to this brink of struggle. It's its own trial. I've watched many have marital increasing struggle and stress that it kind of brings out the worst of us and it puts us under pressure. I think of the stress of finances that many have or work itself, losing jobs, of health, of conflict. I mean, I've sat with people who have lived through death uh, but couldn't even be together in it. I think of milestones that are wonderful, like having babies and people can't be there. I can't tell you how many people have had weddings that are either postponed, delayed, or they're doing two different things, just even fun things that are changing. And then I think, as we've already prayed for our graduates day of so many, that everything about this year is a little less or a lot less than they thought it would be. We each face trials. And we're each going through things in different ways. I can tell you, it was interesting. I did not prepare this text in light of the week at all. But I thought in my own life of the trial it is as a pastor, just to try in general to figure out what to do, even in re-entering and the new things we're gonna do, what we have to do. But then in the midst of all this divide and unrest, knowing that I need to, and we should speak into them, but knowing all of the views that come around that get viewed differently, it's a trial to try to decide how we speak biblically and you hear it that way, don't hear it through something we're not even saying. It's its own struggle even talking about it, let alone dealing with it. And dealing with it's our primary concern. We all are going through trials. There are things God is doing that he wants us to pick up and carry with us in the midst of this mess. And I want you to hear how James continues. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. This word finish in the Greek is the same word that's used for when Jesus says it is finished. It's done. It does its final say. And by the way, mature is the very same work. Mature means that we grow up. In other words, when we persevere, it does a work in us that brings us to maturity. Perseverance isn't just, I have to get through it. It's, I grow through it. Perseverance is the very conduit to growth. It changes life for us. It does something in us. Now, I reached out to one of our, our seniors that, that I know a little better. Uh, well, I would call him a friend. His name is Ty. I, don't, I think he would just call me an annoying pastor, but... Uh, I reached out and just said, hey, what's the season been like for you? What, what have you lost out on and what are you learning in it? Because that's another piece of this. If we don't address what we lose out on and we just say it's part of life, 
and we don't grieve, we tend to carry with us the unresolved issues of that. I was amazed at his insight and many of our seniors. I asked him what he missed out on. He just said, I missed out on my last sports season of golf. I miss out on hanging out and building memories with my friends. I'm missing out on all these things I thought would be final runs. And then I said, what are you learning? What's maturing in you? He said, I appreciate for all I'm able to do. I've been able to look back and see what life was like before and realize how many things I took for granted. But what he said even more was, I'm learning to focus actually more on my life with Jesus. I've always told myself I'm too busy. And now I understand that's just basically an illusion. I wanna prioritize this. See, perseverance finishes at work, it matures us. He's not alone. We had a chance, uh, Nate did this week, just to ask a few of our seniors what they're missing and what they're learning from. And I want you to hear what they have to say. Let's let you see that now. Pretty difficult for me. As time goes on, it's been harder for me to have a more optimistic outlook on it. Especially with senior year, I feel like it's such an important time because it's the time where you take the next step. With going into college and, and not knowing, there's so much like confusion almost because nobody knows the next step. This season we're in is crazy and it's really turned my senior year upside down. I've missed out on so many things, and I think the things I miss the most, honestly, would be um, not seeing all my classmates and all my friends in the hallway, like smiling at them and them smiling back, and having those random conversations with my teachers. I just miss that a lot. And I honestly really miss youth group, and if I could do anything, I just want to go back to youth group. So something that I've been really sad about missing out on during the season Um, Obviously the final weeks of my senior year, just kind of really taking in those moments down the hallway, like knowing that it's going to end. And then obviously having a normal graduation ceremony. I'm most sad about not being able to finish the marathon that we've been running. And uh, it's been a 12 year marathon, being 100 yards short. And it's not because you physically can't finish, it's because of the circumstances around you that won't let you finish. And uh, not being able to walk the halls, you know, they kind of rocked our boat. I realized that although we don't know the answers, we have so many people to help us through it. It has been so helpful and relieving and comforting to know we have the support to get through it and to make those next steps, even though we don't know what's gonna happen next. And something that I have learned throughout this season has definitely been the act of patience. And it's really just taught me that I need to lean into him and I need to lean into his word more. But I'm not the most patient person in the world. But I think he's really helped me um, grow in that. But the thing is, is when Jesus called Peter out into the water, Peter came out and the boats are rocking, the storms are brewing. But the thing is, Peter kept his eye on God. And that's that's what I've learned. You gotta keep your eye on the prize, that which is God. But the thing is, is right when Peter shifted his focus, he he started sinking and he he yelled out Jesus's name and Jesus immediately grabbed him. You gotta keep your eyes on God. You gotta stay focused. There's gonna be a lot of distractions of the world. You gotta be in the world, not of the world. But honestly, I wouldn't trade this season for anything because I've learned so much. And I'm sure I'll look back and grieve over my senior year for all the things that didn't happen but it's weird because I just feel really at peace and I know it's gonna be okay. 
I can't help and feel like I should be more sad, but I just know God is trying to teach us all something and I'm eager to learn about it. I think if I've learned anything, it would probably be to embrace the changes in my life and embrace my emotions. I've never been a girl who loves change. I like things to go as planned, but I just feel okay about it this time and I'm grateful for that. And I'm really excited to see what happens in the future. I'm, uh, I, I found myself when I watched the, the string together of comments and insights, uh, how moved I was and encouraged I was by our students and reminded of the fact that we learn from each other. It's not simply about age and what we've been through. It's about teachability and that God speaks to all of us in all different times. And I'm so grateful just to learn even from a few of our students. It, it re-engaged me and kind of encouraged me in the midst of what is, I don't know if you're in this place where you're, I'm hitting a wall. And it just reminded me of this simple principle that perseverance is the conduit for growth. You see, we don't persevere just saying, let me get through it. We persevere and say, God, do what you're going to do in the midst of my engaging and persevering in this. It's really a simple encouragement you to keep going and keep growing. I wanna cheer you on that in the midst of this, and we don't know what it will all look like or where it will go, but there's a trial we're in or trials we are in and God's doing something. And like Velcro, we wanna not only learn from it, we wanna carry that learning forward in our lives. Keep going, keep growing. I wanna give you this final picture from the passage because I love it. In fact, the way it finished there is it said, you'll lack nothing, but then James gives us another insight about this which is what he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, in other words, you might be growing, but you still need help, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt because the one who doubts is like the wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. Oh boy, I love, absolutely love this picture of who God is. He, he's a God who recognizes that you and I do not know what to do. I, I mean, I just want, I want to ask you, look at all we're dealing with. Do you really know what to do? Because I don't. But boy, I know how to ask for help. And what I know is God adores and cherishes every one of you. He's not looking, saying, I'm only going to give you wisdom if you do this. I'm only going to give you. He's saying, I'm not looking to find fault. You ask me for guidance and help, I'm there. You just need to believe it. You need to actually know that I'm going to whisper and speak. What a great thing that you and I aren't alone in this. And it's interesting because, again, when I planned this message, I wasn't thinking at all about this particular week. But I thought, more than ever, I'm asking for this. Because to be honest, I don't know what to do and all that's going on around us in every situation. I can't tell you the exact right plan for how we continue to move forward as a church in the midst of all these kind of cautions and rules and questions. In the same way, I don't know how to move forward in this growing divide. But man, I know that God loves to give us his wisdom in trials. And what I know is I just need to ask him for guidance. It is not complicated what I'm saying, and yet I think it's profound. What can we learn in this season? What can we grab like Velcro and go, I want to remember what God is doing, not just persevere to get through it, but actually persevere to grow because God's going to grow me up. He's going to finish a work he's doing in me through all of this crud if I'll just embrace him and embrace it, if I'll just keep going and growing, if I'll just ask him for guidance. 
It's a, it's a simple and yet I think profound thought for all of us today. And so I'm simply gonna pray that God would speak to you now that he would lead you in that direction, that he would lead you as your guide, that he would engage with you in your own maturation through this, not saying get me through it so I can get back to, but grow me through it so I can live differently. Let me pray for us with this in mind. Lord, I ask today for each person in each unique circumstance that you would give them courage where they're worn out and beaten down, that they would keep going and keep growing through all this. They would ask you to help perfect, to help mature, to help finish the work you're doing and whatever they're having to persevere, to look to others, to walk with them, to just see life differently. And God, in the same way, we ask you for wisdom because we would say we don't know what to do and all we're dealing with right now. And we're just saying, Lord, lead us, direct us, and guide us. We ask this in your holy name. Amen.